fear not. There are a lot of fear nots in the word of God. In Luke chapter 1 verse 13, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son. Now shall call his name John. John was very instrumental in the, in the story of Jesus because he prepared the way of the Lord. The fear not that came to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And then, of course, one of the famous fear nots to the shepherds. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring ye great tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. When they were making the announcement of Jesus' birth. But this morning I'm going to talk to you about Joseph. Joseph needed a fear not. Matter of fact, there are a lot of people in this room that need a fear not. Everything had been going well for Joseph. He was engaged to the girl of his dreams. They were making plans for the future. He was a happy man. Then he discovered the girl of his dream was with child. Suddenly his world came crashing down. Church this morning, I think some of us face some of the fear knots that we felt like Joseph had faced. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, And now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she found with child of the Holy Ghost. When Joseph, her husband, began being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. means quietly. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not. Take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Pause. If you're reading the NIV or the Amplified or some other translation, it's going to say Holy Spirit. But what was conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bear, bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. 
Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Father, I pray this morning news. You give us direction in your word, Lord, as you speak. I pray, Lord Jesus, may our ears be open and our hearts be open, Father, to receive all that you have for us today. In Jesus' name. You see, this was a fear not in times when we've been let down in verse 18. Joseph had concluded that Mary had been immoral. Often we come to the wrong conclusions about what's going on. A lot of times we like to be the judge, if you will. No wonder why Jesus warns us against judging others. As he does in Matthew 7, 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. Jesus, I believe, tells us to examine our own motives and conduct instead of judging others. You see, there's a lot of times we, we like to think that we know what's going on. And so, therefore, we need to make judgment. We need to say, well, that's wrong or that's right. While Joseph was worrying, God was working out a wonderful plan for his life. He's thinking, think about this for a moment. He's, this beautiful girl that he's espoused to be married to is carrying a child. And guess who's it's not? His. In today's society, there's nothing wrong with that. People go out and have children all the time not married doesn't make it right. Mary had not, been in, had not been immoral. She was prophesied, a, 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 the prophesied virgin with child, as Isaiah 7.14 tells us. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a son, and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. God had orchestrated everything. He had plans for everything. Even in your own lives, he has plans for you. He has mapped out your life. The thing is, we've got to open up our eyes and our hearts and realize that everything that is going on in our life is of, is of the Lord. Unless, of course, you're yielding to the devil then you can't say it's of God. What Joseph had thought was sinful was sacred. He did not have all the facts. You see, that's what happens to a lot of us a lot of times. We, we play judge because we don't have all the facts. 
We like to think that we have all the facts, and we like to think that we know what is best, but only God knows what is best. And we, you see, church, we need to open our eyes. We need to get into the Word of God. We need to, we need to dissect the Word of God. And, and, and as we read it and as we study it, we need to ask the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Holy Ghost. How does this work for me? What does this mean to me? How do I make this work in my life? We need to have all the facts. Each one of us in this room came to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, believing. How did you come to that conclusion? By the word of God. You got the facts from God's word. Because God said, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, before you came to the Lord, you didn't know the Lord, right? I mean, had you not heard Jesus' name, you wouldn't know who he was. You wouldn't know anything about coming to salvation. You wouldn't know anything about the cross. You wouldn't know anything about the baby Jesus. But when you begin to read the Word of God, you begin to get all the facts. You begin to understand. You see, we must stop fretting about the failures of others because God is in control. See, we, we, we see all the failures in the world. We see all the corrupt things of the world. But know this, none of it's taking God by surprise, so why do you worry about it? Why do you fret about it? Why do we fret about these things? It isn't taking God. You don't see God said, oh boy, we've got a mess down there now. What am I going to do? He's got it all worked out. He has the whole plan. He has everything set in place. Matter of fact, the psalmist David says in Psalms 37, 1 through 4, and the psalmist David says this, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thee envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and weather as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires in thine heart. Ooh. What is he saying? Trust me. Don't trust the things of the world. Trust me. That's a, that's a tough, that's a tough, that's a tough word to take in. Trust me, when you can't see tomorrow, it's sometimes hard to trust. When you can't see what needs to be taking place now, it's hard to trust. You see, sometimes we think, well, I must have failed because it didn't work out. How about trusting God and believing that's not God's plan for you? You see, Joseph couldn't understand. He couldn't understand what's going on. My, my espoused wife is, with, is pregnant, and she's the girl of my dreams. And man, whoo, I was looking forward to that day, and now I have to wait. He had to trust God. 
He didn't know to trust God at first, did he? No, it wasn't until the angel appeared to him in a dream and said, fear not. Church, we got to stop fearing. We got to stop worrying. I know there's a lot of hoopla about the coronavirus again. But I'm telling you, where do we lay our faith? Where do we trust God when it comes to the matters of the world? We're scared. We're allowing men to direct our decisions. You see, a fear not for times when we worry about public opinion. Joseph was worried about public opinion. Joseph was not willing to make Mary a public example. He didn't want Mary to be destroyed for her supposed sin. He feared what others would do if they didn't have the facts that he had. You see, a lot of times we worry about public opinion. We worry about what the public thinks about us and what we're doing. Joseph was allowing public opinion to shape his future. Our responsibility is to do what God wants us to do and not what man wants us to do. The fear of public opinion can keep us from God's best. Why is that? Because we do what the, we do what the world tells us to do. We're going to be good people. We're going to stay right on line. We're going to do exactly what the government tells me to do. I'm not saying go against the government. Don't, don't get me wrong here. Starting some kind of rebellion. That pastor, you know, he's, he's in there telling us, rebel, fight the government. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is we have allowed the government to control the way we think. I'm telling you, we have to allow the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God to, to control the way we think. We can't allow the, I mean, we can have all kind of crazy thoughts. We've got all kind of crazy people in this world, even the one in the pulpit. The fear of man can bring a snare. We're told of this in Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So do I trust man or do I trust God? My fear is I trust God. My fear is in the Lord. What can man take from you? And think about what God can take from you. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. People don't like to hear that either. Fear of men can hamper everything we try to do. <laughs> extreme, extreme forms of fear can make you afraid to leave your home. Isn't that what's going on today? Man, I was thinking, I was reading this in Proverbs the other day. I was like, wow. Is this reality coming to light? By contrast, the fear of God, respect, reverence, and trust is liberating. Why fear people who can do no eternal harm? Instead, we should fear God who can the harm be intended by others to to cause you to not trust him. 
We have to trust God. That's all we have. Our faith is in the Lord. Those who are in the center of God's will do not need to fear public reaction. Are you afraid to surrender to Christ because you're afraid of what others will say or do to you? A lot of people won't even mention that they're a Christian in their workplace because they're afraid of what kind of what kind of uh, words will be tossed at them. Matter of fact, some people in their own clubhouses where they go and play bridge or whatever they do in some of the retirement communities won't mention the Lord because they don't they're afraid of what kind of ridicule they'll get. You see, in verse 20, but while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not. See, there are fear nots in the times of anguish, mental anguish. But while he thought on these things, he must have thought on these things continually. Imagine Joseph in his state of mind during this emotional crisis in his life. Thinking, what am I supposed to do? What's going to happen to Mary if people find out that she's pregnant? What's gonna, what are people going to think about me? Are they going to think I'm the one that got her pregnant? Are they going to think we've been together even though we haven't been married yet? I mean, think of all the things that Joseph, this young man, must have been thinking. And by the way, I don't think Joseph was all that young. He just hadn't been married yet. He was a hard worker. He was going to make a place for his wife. Joseph's anxiety was without foundation. He thought what he thought would bring death would brought deliverance. What he thought would ruin Mary's name immortalized it. You see, a lot of times we become anxious about nothing. We become anxious about things we have no business to be anxious about. Because when we become anxious, we're saying God can't take care of it. We don't trust God. God understands everything that we're going through. He understands all the, all the uncertainty that we face today. Yeah. Now, he's not saying be ignorant. He's not being saying go out and, and do stupid things. What he's saying is, is think. While he thought on these things, I'm sure he paced the floor for a while when he found out. I'm sure he was angry when he first found out. He didn't have all the facts. I'm sure Mary wanted to just say, but you don't understand what's in me is conceived of the Holy Ghost. He, I don't think he would have thought. What do you think he would have thought? Honestly, I mean, come on. He's, he's engaged to be married to this girl, and this girl says, oh, well, what's conceived in me is of the Holy Ghost. Are you crazy? <laughs> That's what they would have thought. That's what he would have thought about Mary. But Mary said nothing. She lied 
saying nothing. She waited for the Holy Ghost to do the talking. Oh, church, where are we going here? I think a lot of times we open that trap way too many times. Guilty. My wife will tell you, sometimes I've stuck both feet in at one time. I think a lot of times we need to wait for God to talk. We need to listen for God to speak. We need to let God tell us, as opposed to us opening our trap and just inserting the foot. I think there are times that we need to be quiet. There are times that we need to wait on God to speak. I think you'll like the answers a whole lot better. I think when you let him begin to speak, and you quit judging, uh oh, here he goes again. I think you're going to find that the results will be a lot better. Amen. You'll find that your life will be a whole lot smoother. You see, I've learned to quit worrying about things because my wife has taught me. Your wife has taught you? Yes, she has taught me. She says it's not her problem, it's God's problem. Amen. I've heard that so much now that I say it's not my problem, it's God's problem. I've learned, to, I've learned to take on that. See, she's had to say it a few times. Probably 40, 50, 60, maybe 120. I don't know. But she has said it enough that I now trust that. I believe it. I don't even give it thought. Something comes up, I think, okay, God, take care of that. No problem. Move on. Let's go to the next thing. Let's go. What's happening next? It's God's problem. You see, a lot of the worries, a lot of the anxieties that we suffer in the church today and in our lives is we're not giving it to God. We're not letting it be God's problem. We're consuming the problem. We want to fix it. He thought that people would call Mary bad. Instead, they called her blessed. Many of our fears are groundless. You see, we need to exchange our fears for faith. We came to Jesus in faith. Why did you come to Jesus in faith? Why did you come to Jesus at all? Because you believed in your heart that Jesus is the Savior of the world. You came to Jesus because he is the only one that can cleanse you from all your unrighteousness, all your sin, all your wickedness. See, because it was the blood of Jesus Christ that washed you from all of that. That cleansed you from all unrighteousness. Wiped away all those sins. Matter of fact, Jesus was up there at the chalkboard and said, Oh, Bob Kong came to me and said, Big erase up there, scraping everything away. Oh, Diane came to me today. Jesus. Oh, let me erase all her sins away. Throws in the sea of forgiveness. Oh, Mr. Hammond, he came to me and Jesus. So I'm erasing all his sins, throwing in the sea of forgiveness. Never to be remembered ever again by him. Praise God. That's why Jesus came. That's why we trust him. That's why we have faith in him. That's why we believe in him. He is the healer. That's why when we're sick, we call upon his name so that he can bring healing to our body. That's what we love about Jesus. That's why we worship him. That's why we serve him. That's why we want to be around him. Amen? Amen. 
You see, church, that's what Jesus is all about. You see, we exchange those fears for faith. Amen. You don't have to have any fear because when fear starts to creep in, just give it to Jesus. I know it sounds hard sometimes. Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes it does seem a little hard to surrender everything to him, isn't it? Come on, honestly. Oh, yeah. It does seem kind of hard to surrender at all, but we must. Yeah. We must. There's no room that we can't surrender everything. We must surrender all to Jesus. You see, if we're going to believe in the cross, if we're going to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then full surrender is all we have to do. I know that sounds difficult, but it's not. It's very easy. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You, know, so that, you have a problem in the morning? Call on Jesus. Stub your toe on the bed? Call on Jesus. I know that seems kind of hard sometimes. Stub my foot. It's not a pretty thing. Especially when it's that little toe. That little tiny toe on the end. Where's the back? That one hurts the most. I don't know why those toes make us overreact. But they do. Oh, boy. Jesus said to Mary, fear not. Jesus said to the shepherds, fear not. What he said to Joseph, fear not. You see, I think a lot of us need a fear not from the Lord. A lot of us need God to say to us, fear not, because I am with you. And he is. God will meet you in the fears as he met Joseph. Cast all your cares on the one who cares for you. What does he tell us in 1 Peter 5, 7? Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. See, carrying your worries and your stress and your daily struggles by yourself show that you have not trusted God fully with your life. It takes humility, however, to recognize that God cares for you. To admit that you need and let him and let others help you. Sometimes we think that our struggles are caused by our own sin and foolishness and they're not of God's concern. But when you turn to him in repentance, oh, key word, when you turn to him in repentance, he will bear the weight of every single struggle you have, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. He will take and care for each single one of them. I'm telling you, church, I don't know about you, but when I think of Christmas and I think about what God has done for us by sending this little baby Jesus to earth to be our Savior, how incredible is that? Amen. We have no reason to fear because Jesus came to earth and he died for you and for me. The greatest Christmas gift ever to mankind was the fact that Jesus said, fear not. Amen. 
I can only imagine Mary, a young girl. <laughs> and the angel coming to her and saying, Fear not, for you have found favor with God. And then she was going to become pregnant. This girl muscle was out of her mind. No, no. Why? Because she had found favor with God. Amen. Church, each one of us who have come to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith has found favor with God. Amen. That, that just excites you. That is just, just to make you goosebumps upon your goosebumps. Yes. That you have found favor with God. And he loved you so much that he sent that baby for you and for me. And the world. He sent that baby for the world. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you sent your son, Jesus, for us. Lord, this morning, above all things, I will say, Lord, I fear not, because, Lord, you are with me. In the midst of my deepest struggles, in the midst of my walk, you are with me. Lord, I love you so much. And by faith, I call upon the name of the Lord that I shall be saved. Lord, I confess my sins to you. And I've asked you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and my life. Cleanse me of all my sins. Make my heart white as snow. Forgive me. Lord, because I believe that you died and rose again. And that you have forgiven me of all my sins. Lord, when I begin to think of the Christmas story and I begin to think of all the things that take place, Lord, I know that the greatest gift, God, the greatest gift is your son Jesus. And Lord, as I go into this Christmas season, Lord, I, I pray that you will give me the boldness and the fire to speak your truth. Lord, that I would not fear public opinion. I would not fear public reaction. Lord, that I would go in the name of the Lord Jesus, speaking about the miracle gift that you gave to the world. Lord, help me to proclaim it from the mountaintops that Jesus is Lord. Lord, help us today to move forward in you. Help us today, Lord Jesus, to fear not and to go in you. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen, amen and Amen.